All right, everyone, we have a very special episode this week. Not only do we have two new co-hosts, we're also stepping away from the romance realm for a very disgusting minute. If you've never heard of Splatterpunk, I strongly advise that you sit down and not eat while you listen as we break down Aaron Beauregard's The Slob. Welcome back, everyone. This is DNF Happy Hour. If you're a listener or read, watch, or DNF, you'll recognize me, Mel B. I'm your host. Uh, Jackie D is on vacation this week, so I have two besties stepping up into co-host for her while she's at Disney. Uh, You may have listened to some of our episodes where Miss A joined us. I think we had Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris and Passing on our other episode. Uh, And then she joins us again under duress uh, to help us break down this mess. And making her debut appearance, we have Miss Nisi. And everything foul we've been put through for this episode is entirely her fault. So this was her decision. Let me set the scene for you. Uh, think about a week ago, I posted a call out on Twitter asking people what books we should feature on our upcoming episodes for the next couple months. Most people replied with obscure adaptations or some popular ones for our other show, the Read, Watcher DNF. But... Miss Nisi demanded, one, that she be on the show, and two, that we do the slap. Because I believe, Nisi, you just done the reaction thread on Twitter because you just read it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's disgusting. But surprisingly, I'm not judging too hard because I actually had this book on my TBR. But that is because TikTok is a very sad, bleak, lonely place guiding us all into the darkness so i must have seen something that made me put it on my tbr and i think the only reason i didn't start reading it right away because it's not on kindle unlimited so i was just like i'm not ready to spend money and just put it on my wish list i was also worried that jackie wouldn't be able to stomach it because she's not the biggest horror fan Uh, and when i can convince her to get a little horror in her system body horror is really at the top of her no-no list so this this would have been a stretch for her. <laughs> but alas, uh, she's going to Disney this week for her daughter's 16th birthday. So A, the heathen she is, agreed to join me. And obviously I've submitted to Nisi's request, so she's here as well. And I'm not going to lie, I was definitely nervous about reading this book. But A, she came through because she's like a ride or die bestie. And she read it to me. We sat in Discord and she read the book to me while I was getting tattooed. Yesterday, actually. So I'm laying there basically getting my ass tattooed and she's reading me this disgusting mess. So here we are. So A, I know you read it because we agreed to do this, right? But Nisi, when did you first pick up this book and why? Um, I think I picked it up maybe like a month ago. And I actually ended up picking it up because I read Eight Days of Salvation, which there was a TikTok going around about, you know, it being a dark romance and, like, the guy fucks this girl's eye socket. 
Yeah, A told us all about oh. it. Yeah, I, I went down the yeah. rabbit hole and Googled because I couldn't suspend belief. And I Googled it. And there's right. not enough therapy for the rabbit hole that I went down where there's like whole Reddit subs dedicated to like my boyfriend wants to fuck my eye socket. And I'm Stop. Like, no, no, real story. Bruh, what, are you yes, serious? I, yeah. But I read The Slob when it first came That's out nasty. because I saw the review for it in Scream Magazine by Sadie Hartman. So this is my second read through oh. of it. Oh, okay. Oh, you read it before Nietzsche okay. then. Okay. All right. Yeah. Who read the Eight Days Salvation or whatever both it is first? At the same I think time? we both did. Yeah, we did it at the same mm -hmm. time. Yeah. What? Is yeah. that a TikTok thing too? And it was actually coincidence that, um, yeah, but that we read it the same time but yeah there's a tiktok for that one yeah yeah that must have been something big on tiktok because there's a lot of people i saw on twitter at the same time reading it also disclaimer not a dark romance it, yeah guys. no it's not, it's not that, that's romance. not it's, it's it's definitely horror it's torture porn it's there it's torture porn. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is it's torture not porn. there's not there wasn't a there yeah. wasn't that a minuscule amount of romance happening mm -hmm. no <laughs> yeah no i it's... think people forget that romance has like a very strict definition so for it to be considered romance in the literature world it has to have that overarching theme of romance but also needs to have a happy ending well for I it mean, to be a traditional romance like if you count the the random like smacking of the lips with dick i guess that kind of fits because you know it went what? extra <laughs> randomly but no, it's it's. Oh my! Remember when he <laughs> took her outside and then like he like chains her into some weird medieval thing that can like puncture her head, oh, and then all yeah, of a sudden he was head. like, "I yeah. need you to say you're sorry," and then he then all of a sudden there's a penis on her lips, and we're just like, "How did we get here?" Oh. <laughs> it that is so it's not splatterpunk, it's not horror, it's not erot horror it's like erotica. It is. Yes, it is torture porn. It is extreme violence for the sake of violence. There's no plot. There's no theory. It's literally torture porn. And that's a thing. Is that one well, written by a woman? No, it's written by a yeah, No, it is written by a horror. woman. It's made by a man. No, I thought that was a woman. It's a woman. It's a woman. It's a woman. <sighs> it is just unchecked curiosity. That's what torture porn pretty much is. Is It's just violence yeah. for the sake of overarching violence. It's it's just kind of its thing. Like this. Like, I think what got me was when he, like, there was a part where he, like, fucked the hole in her clitoris. I thought it was her vagina. I had to re I had to reread that part. He had a sounding, Girl. he had a sounding rod. Remember the sounding rod where he was like, now it's in my hole and I'm I fucking was, you with it? I was on Google. I was on Google looking up diagrams of the clitoris. <laughs> I was zooming in because I was like, I know that's not the hole that we talking about. <laughs> I just picture her. She has like that PowerPoint slide of, you know, like health class where it's just like the uterus to the vagina, right. like that one that you see yeah. like in the OB I office. Like, <laughs> like you, you, I know you fucking I, I had to reread it. I had to reread that part. Oh, I was like, wait. When he, that was crazy when he, and then it dawned on me after the fact that I was like, when he said that it was inside of him, <laughs> because when I read that part, I was like, what he means inside of him? He said he got in his booty. What's happening? Yeah, what does he mean? And after the clip part happened, it was so and I was like, so that's where he hit it? Oh, no. Yeah, it was no. so. 
It was so, it was just, it was ridiculous. So it was literally the, just sexual violence for the sake of feeding sexual violence, i.e. torture porn. That is what that is. So this yeah. might be the good time to maybe just give people a trigger warning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, we usually, we used to give content warnings like before, back in the day, because whatever, but I think everyone gets the idea now. Uh I'm just going to reintroduce that for this episode because it does get, it can get weird and violent and sadistic. So just to cover all of our asses before we start talking about this, if you're sensitive to anything that's violent, sexually, disgustingly, body horror, um, if you're not really just a slasher film kind of person either, or like if you would rather set yourself on fire than watch The Human Centipede, um, <laughs> Maybe don't listen to this. So let's talk about this book. Um, it is available on Kindle for purchase. It's available on Amazon. You can get the physical copy, but it is not part of Kindle Unlimited. I think I paid four ninety nine for it. Three ninety nine. It was like three ninety nine. Yeah, I paid something, and then A read it to me anyway. So money well spent. But now I have it. <laughs> Here is the overview that is on the, like, at the, at the back of the book, or if you pull up the synopsis in Amazon. Here we go. In all caps, some stains don't come out. Raised in a household so filthy it was stomach spilling, Vera involuntarily evolved into a neat freak. Upon discovering she and her disabled husband Daniel are expecting, she needs fast cash. Her obsession with cleanliness sprouts the concept that her skills can be put to use in a unique way. She takes a stab at the booming door-to-door -door vacuum sales business of 1988. All is going well until she arrives at the steps of a house that will change her forever. The steps of an evil that resurrects the ghastly memories she so desperately tried to wash away. Nothing will prepare you for the nastiness, disorder, and sickening horror brought forth by the slob. Now, usually don't go into the author during these episodes but i just thought why don't we introduce you to this person so you can understand the mind behind this shit the author is aaron Beauregard, and that's aaron only with one a so not a a ron a a ron a a ron no it's just aaron Beauregard. he was born and raised in central far central falls rhode island so northeastern he's a yankee hi He's been writing horror since the sixth grade and has now released over 20 books. Do you think he was writing like this in the sixth grade? Probably. Mm, I don't know. Most splatterpunk. <laughs> Probably not as Oh, no. I, I hope not. I, th I think most splatterpunk authors usually get started, like, toward adulthood. That's when, like, that, that, uh, it's not a craving. Uh, desire to write unchecked fiction. Yeah. He's an avid supporter of horror art and illustration. So if you get any of his books, they're always all the chapters and covers. He hires out illustrators for it. So he's always going to have the illustrations. And when A was reading it to me before each chapter, she would describe in detail the image. I guess that was supposed to set it up for the rest of the chapter. Mm -hmm. He has a brand, AB Horror. So if you go to abhorror.com, uh, this is not a promotion or sponsor or anything, but just you can go look at what he is supporting. I'm going to say this. The, the illustrations and the art is definitely interesting. So good for them. But I have a question. 
now this is my i think this was my first but actually no i think i read a couple things like last year that were a little wild in this sort of field but not this bad when you read something like this do you ever stop and think like what is wrong with this author or is it just this is their art and it is what it is it's the genre so when you choose to pick up splatterpunk you it's just it's uh, it's unchecked there's no rules to it so it's usually filled with depraved with depravity and sexual yeah. assault and abuse and dismemberment and ridiculous shit happening that makes no sense where you struggle to suspend belief that it's just the genre i feel like a lot of people sometimes they they pick um you know you pick a genre so i just feel like what is the thought process behind just reading the book like you know what i'm getting ready to get, get into like you already know what it's about but what like i don't know just you talk about like the reader what's going through the reader's mind no what's going through the uh, the author's oh. mind when they decide to pick that genre to write in do you think it's like a conscious thought or you think just what they start writing uh, starts to like steer them in that direction and then editors and publishers are like hey this is where you're at and i think it's the fall line. No, i, I think it's the alert i think it's both. i think it's the allurement of, of the allure of true freedom there are no rules mm. so splatterpunk is yeah. a subgenre of horror where yeah. there's no rules you can write whatever you want however you want however depraved or violent and it's just what it is it's kind of like the unchecked slasher film like like if they yeah. want people you know, that they were worried about offending. That's what Splatterpunk is. It's actually true horror freedom. Yeah. I'm, I look at it and I go, this is like a George Romero, Rob Zombie, Eli Roth, like mm-hmm. just your, mm-hmm. your craziness out there. Because nobody, because I was reading some of the reviews and people are going through like, oh, this is disgusting. Oh my God, this is crazy. Who would write something like this? But then I think about movies like the uh, house was it house of a thousand corpses by rob zombie yeah mm-hmm. um yeah the devil, the devil Hill, something devil's rejects yeah, yeah. hills have eyes yeah. um eli, anything by eli roth because it's always gonna be fucking disgusting mm-hmm. the saw movies and i think that may be a movie but it was also written because there's a screenplay that's written for it so yeah. that's mm-hmm. written out but you don't see this sort of like um shock too much from the movie but it's weird because don't you think seeing it is worse than reading it, or do you think reading it is worse than seeing it? For me, I think reading it for me is worse than seeing it. Because your imagination's just like going wild. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I feel like when you're seeing it, I mean it's defined for you as like Yeah. It, it has but, its right yeah. and left limits there already set up. Right. Just... Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And I think there's even examples in that genre of movie as well in film that there is that line that's too far where it's not going to be mainstream they're usually not going to put it out to the big Mm -hmm. cinema and then it's more like cultish or or like a snuffy Mm -hmm. film Mm -hmm. where books i think it's just it gets out there and it's even playing ground for all of it so you're just as likely to pick up this a movie you can watch a trailer and you're like all right this this is not what i like with a book, the, the book is going blindly. The back of the book could be like, "This is just really dirty." The guy lives in a really dirty house, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and you start reading so it. True. I'm like, "Oh no, this no, oh the vacuum no." So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about today, where we're going to focus a little bit on, is this is the splatterpunk horror sub subgenre that of horror that A was talking about. I actually didn't even know 
about this subgenre until A was like, it's splatterpunk. It's splatterpunk. I'm like, what the fuck is splatterpunk? But really, when you look yeah, it up, I didn't... it is just extremely graphic scenes. As A was saying, there's no rules. They can just do whatever they want. And it's going to be fucking disgusting. Uh-huh. That's yeah, what I had no right. idea it was a thing. And I was like, because I was like, Yo, so what do I look up to find more books like this? I had no idea. And then when she said it, I was like, thank God. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just trying to figure out how could I, could I find more? I didn't know what the genre was. I didn't know like what I was supposed to be looking And up. she's like, and I need more it. of this. Yeah. Yes. I question more. No. <laughs> no. I'm, just, I'm actually, I don't think I want to read the the second one to this, but I was looking at some of his other books that they're all in the splatterpunk genre. And on Goodreads too, mm-hmm. I went back into Goodreads because you know you can pull that up and it'll have like everything that it's been flagged as and splatterpunk is one of those and if you click on it, it'll give you the definition and then it'll give you a bunch of book lists um, that either the site has put together that have been all tagged the same or other people have created so you can look at whole reading lists of splatterpunk. So if you really want to do it, oh, wow. there you go. The trope in this book is the last girl trope. We were just talking about this before we got started. It is a, you can thank like the mid to late 70s, early 80s horror movie genre coming out to that introduced this. Because what happened is the early 70s, so we're talking about um, like before, uh, around the time like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, things like that. Oh my god, I just watched this whole documentary as well, and I'm forgetting all the names, but I've seen these movies. Essentially, what you're getting is really, really violent, gory movies, but it's all violence against women. So think about the time frame. This is like your second wave um, feminism that's coming about, you know, burning bras and all that jazz. So, of course, this was a big deal. They're like, why are you depicting such stream? extreme gory violence against women this is awful you're just killing off women it's it's ba- like what a was saying it's torture porn is what these movies are so there's a lot of boycotting of that so to combat this a lot of screenwriters and directors were like no this is not violence against women like women are fighting back this is about like female empowerment and this brought about the last girl trope where most of your slasher films if not all most of your severe gory splatterpunk-ish horror movie as well you're going to have that one female character that is the last survivor so the texas chainsaw massacre halloween friday the 13th all the jason movies nightmare on elm street etc 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 scream it's still today it comes out like that this book has that last girl trope Mm. (laughs) Mm. do we want to debate well well since I got started reading the second book, so I know well, she's not all right. She I mean, no one, she's not okay. Send help, SOS, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna try and not give spoilers in these because this is meant for like people that if you guys yeah. want to read it, but just beware. Like, there's gonna stuff that comes up that maybe is like mini spoilers. That's really not the point of these books. It's the whole experience. Um, so don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Slab. Okay, so in Goodreads, it has a little over 3,000 ratings, and it is at a 3.47 out of 5. I'm actually not shocked at this rating. I think this is what we see when you have a split between readers that know exactly what they want to read, and they go for it, and then readers that sort of fall into it unexpectedly, 
and see as far as they can get and then feel like they should read it and review it, which is totally fine. And it's fair for them to have the perspective and put it out there for other people. So they go back and look at the reviews and say, this is disgusting and has all of these trigger warnings and I don't like it, blah, blah. Other people go, okay, cool. Don't want to read that. Or you have sick people like me that look at the one star reviews and go, it has what? Fantastic. (laughs) And then I add it to my TBR. So (laughs) I do the same thing. That's what I do with romances. And then I truly regret it. Especially when, like, every other sentence is, yeah, baby girl, I can't. Yeah. I cannot <laughs> But he function. growls it. He growls it, or he, he snarls it, it snarls. or cries it. That's my favorite. It's the National Geographic of growls. Or yeah. it's he growled, she growled, I growled, growls, growled. Gr- Damn. Or they, do like, or they do, like, that weird thing where they're, like, their lips curled. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, what does that look like? Because for me, it don't look too hot. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Like you need to be doing it. I, I think it wasn't the lip curling. There was something else I was reading, and I just turned to my husband. He's laying there. I'm like, "Hey, if I say do this, I want you to show me what that looks like." For, I have to ask him. I'll, I'll text you guys later. But whatever it was when he did it, I go, "Okay, now never do that." It says, <laughs> "Nope, I don't like it." <laughs> yeah, All right, so out of the 3,000 ratings, uh, only about 757. That's actually a lot of reviews for this low amount of ratings for how many people have read it. So I'm going to say 3.47 out of 5 for this genre. I think it's actually pretty good. I think it's probably one of the higher rated in this genre for it. 5 out of 5 is at 25%. 4 out of 5 is at 29 which is actually the highest concentration. Three is 22, and then one and two is about 21% combined. So it's pretty evenly split between going down. Um, So it's just either you like it or you don't. And hopefully after we talk about this for a minute, you'll you'll have an idea if you do or not. (laughs) Nisi's going to read our five-star review because this was her idea. So she's responsible for for loving on it. Uh, Go ahead. Ah, uh, barf. Vera, vera, vera. If only you had turned back and headed home instead of chasing an extra $40. This was disgustingly good and was full of filth, blood gore, and violence throughout. Definitely not for the weak of stomach, as this has some vile nastiness soaked into most of the pages. Eating before reading this is definitely not recommended. This was sick good, and I'm looking forward to reading The Son of the, Sl- the, Son of the Slob. The Son of Slob. Just need to empty my stomach first. <laughs> I see. I read this one and I was like, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. But can't you that's read this and go, with maybe the exception of the last two sentences or just a little bit of a rewording or just taking the word like good out of it and looking forward to, this could be also <laughs> a one star. <laughs> uh, he, that's true. This, the way this is written, it could be a five star or a one star. It's like, this is fucking disgusting. The main character is a stupid bitch. But he's like, five stars. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Five stars. I mean, really, I feel like, no, that's, yeah. I feel that, though. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, you a dumb bitch. I don't know why you went down. I don't know. Listen, there's no more. There's nothing else you can do for the day. Just go home. It's okay. But no. Yeah. And there's so many she red goes. flags that she was bringing up herself as... Right. Like, she's like, I can't smell stuff because I got hit in the face when I was a kid and I don't have, like, a proper nasal cavity, but I smelled this. Like, bitch, what? 
It's or, bad. or the fact that she kept driving down the road and there was nothing there, but she kept driving down the road anyway. Right. That's my whole thing. This bitch kept going. Yeah. She ain't trying to back yeah, up. She's on a mission. She's like, I'm finna get this forty dollars. Forty dollars. Yeah, that was a lot of money in the eighties. I guess, but she yeah, been doing true, really I well. Guess, but... She been doing really well. She should have just got home. I I personally would have made him sell that car. Well, not made him. I mean, if he was offering, I would have been like, "That's great." Yeah, that me too. She had her reasons, whatever. And I think actually, A was reading it. I was like, every now and then, I'd be like, "She's so dumb. <laughs> she's so dumb. yeah. She's stupid. She's so dumb. She mad stupid. Lessons on how to not be a dumb bitch. Yeah, right. Like this is a how-to guide on self-preservation. <laughs> Basically, read the first half of this and then don't do any of that, and you're gonna be great. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're gonna be thriving. You're gonna be amazing. You're gonna live to see a long, productive life. All right, three out of five. I saw this book on TikTok, like us all. It's not something I usually read, but found myself fascinated and want to try something new uh, for a change. This book is probably the most disgusting thing I've ever read. It's extremely graphic and fine. Do you see how she's writing or they are writing the same thing basically as the one above it? Mm-hmm. I just think that's funny. Uh, extremely graphic and violent, but thrilling. I finished it in one sitting, and although I found myself feeling very sick at times, I did have a lot of fun while reading it because of the entertainment value. The overall story and the characters uh, was enjoyable, but I found myself wishing they were a bit more fleshed out. No pun intended. <laughs> I can't say that I recommend this for everyone because of the graphic nature, but if you're into survival horror splatterpunk, then definitely check out The Slob. I think I agree with this review. I think I also gave it a three, but I I woke up this morning and had an urge to change it. Like I, I was like, do I want <laughs> to give it a happens. two? I gave it a I was two. Like, I always you gave it a two. Yeah. I, but I think honestly, I think I gave it a, <laughs> a four. She's like, I gave it a five. It was amazing across the board. Actually, the five star is her review. Well, I ha- I'm familiar with the genre, so I had my issues as to why I gave it a two. So yeah, there's a lot of extra like exposition and everything in it that made oh, it was necessary. all sorts of expositionary. Lord Jesus. Cool, but yeah. there were other issues I had with it though as I was reading it again that stood out to me probably more so than the first time. Mm. Oh yeah, that is because you read it for a second time, so you're you're looking at it with a little bit clearer head too. Yeah, that's interesting. I gave it three. You gave it three. Yeah. All right. I I'm at three. I haven't written my review. I usually do those on Mondays, so I will consider. But I was like, do I really want to give it a three? All right, a one out of five. Best best review ever of somebody that didn't know what they were getting into. A childish and cartoonishly homophobic premise festooned in boilerplate writing and the most anatomically incorrect violation of the female reproductive system you'll read on this side of the Mississippi. (laughs) I'm sorry. The most offensive thing about this book is the quality of the writing. P.S. There's a character here that speaks perfectly intelligible English despite having no lips. Oh, girl had lips. She She didn't have lips on her mouth no more. She had them on her vajayjay. (laughs) She had double lips. She, she had she lips had, on her lips. Yeah, that's the that's the who that's the pure definition. When I read of, this, oh. I went, "Oh my god, that's true." I wasn't even thinking about it. Because mm-hmm. you think like, how do you, uh, she? Yeah, she couldn't have been able. Mm, yeah, mm. and that's and that's why I gave it a two. Was a lot of these reactions that were happening, especially like during the infant side and during yeah. the the first meeting with Sandra and Vera. Was it yeah. kind of, like mm-hmm. you, I couldn't the reactions to what was happening to them made absolutely no sense. And then 
you're in the bro they were mad yeah chill. And then it's like you're in the 80s so a lot of these like, like anecdotal like comparisons like christian slater or arnold schwarzenegger oh, like yeah. they were just starting to get relatively mm-hmm. big around that time so it kind of didn't make any sense to use those comparisons mm-hmm. and like they were using modern like our time and age modern to to throw in like some metaphorical thing that you could relate to and it just it threw me off because it just oh, it didn't true. make it yeah. didn't make any sense and then you know you're sitting here you're reading and don't shit happen for like the first 40 some odd 50 percent of the damn book and by the time shit hits the fucking fan oh girl already done settled down she got ocd issues and she pregnant hey yo i ain't gonna lie though <laughs> it did okay half the half you right. <laughs> I was like, so when is this motherfucker gonna come in the room? What is y'all doing? It was making me mad. I wanted to skim. I wanted to skim. That part didn't make me mad. I was like, all right, y'all building up to all of this nigga getting yet. Yeah, and then and Man. then once you got to that point, it was just like speedy McSpeed racer, where yeah. it's like punch, 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 <laughs> fuck, 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 tied to a ball and chain. In a barn with Bro, dead bodies in that bags. Shit went from zero to one hundred. Yeah, super so quick. there was like there was no there was no happy balance. Like, had there been like a happy balance between mm. like the over it, the oversharing? Because I mm. could give two fucks that she found a damn roach in her fucking sandwich. She already done elaborated for over twenty percent of the book that she had OCD with dirt. Yeah, I like the roach scene. See, that's why you need Jesus. <laughs> Let's get into the part of the show where we do the little flippy flip from Read, Watch, or DNF, where we break down the adaptations. We're going to adapt or attempt to adapt this book to a screen format. Help us, Jesus. Deep breath. Let's talk about favorite character or just characters in general and who you would cast them as. Nisi, why don't you start us off and tell us who do you want, what characters you want in there and who you want playing them. Um, okay, so for Daniel, I have Timothy Gilson. I don't know how to pronounce this man's name. Timothy Oliphant? Oliphant? Elephant? Oliphant? 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 Did you seriously just go French? Um, yeah. And I had to look people up, but girl, I don't be knowing. I'm gonna have to look him up too, because I actually I don't think I'm familiar with that name. Have you ever seen Gone? Or like uh, Justified. Oh yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also in um, yeah. Transformers. Yeah, and he was married to. Yes, I think so. Okay, all right. I think so. so okay, so he's yeah. Daniel is the husband, and you're saying husband Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. I can see him rolling around his, in his chair. <laughs> And he does have that sort of like clean cut, but a little rugged. Making yeah, yeah. making sure the house is clean. Yeah, and like he looks like That's he could have that hard pass. You're looking at him like, oh, he's yeah. fine, but he's probably fucked up a little bit. Yeah, I can see it. And then for Vera, I actually changed. I put Molly Ringwald, but I was downstairs, and I was like, you know what? You know who would do it for me for real, for real, for real? Winona Ryder. Oh yeah, she plays a good crazy. Yeah. yeah, she plays. I want Nona Ryder. I love, I love me some Nona Ryder. Yeah, yep. that's who would do it for me. Oh, the slob, of course. Woody Har- Harrelson. 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 Yeah, in a fat suit though, because you know the slob is fat. 
I guess that would, uh, I could see it, but I think when you, no, you know what? I see it. Cause Woody Harrelson can do the serious. Um, I think if you look at his stuff, like, uh, true detective and things like that, you pull that out mm-hmm. he gets really mm-hmm. and he can play a real good psycho too. He's yeah. He played carnage stuff. really well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, hey, what you got? Uh, so for Daniel, I casted, uh, Greg Sulkin. Because it makes sense. I gotta look that up. I, don't even know I think he's the Wizards of Waverly Place guy. Isn't that Disney? Yeah, it just makes sense. He just, yeah. he just looks too dangerous. I crazy. love that show. Oh, but grown up. Okay, see, yeah. Cute. See, oh. when I saw that, I was like, I couldn't see him being, like, I could probably see him like that in the beginning, but then, like, I couldn't picture him towards the end where, you know. Well, yeah, because he's kind of young. Daniel's character's 39 in the book so that's something to but okay okay that's a that's a strange turn from disney to this i mean it happens right <laughs> they don't they it don't want to like it happens yeah they it don't definitely happens i get it i get it look at what uh fred weasley's doing now right He's doing all m night Shyamalan shit shalamalans shalamalan he did the <laughs> new cabin movie and he does a servant on apple servant's so fucking weird oh yeah it is really weird that shit. Really i don't weird. get it uh, so for Vera, I casted uh, Jeanette McCurdy because she's just crazy. Another Disney one. Yeah, she's just crazy. Is this because you're just sitting at home watching Disney with your kids? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. But I mean, even in her book, you know, like, I'm glad my mom is dead. You know, it's just, she just screams oh. Vera to me. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. So I casted them all because I, to me, like, they all Got need it. to die in one shape or fashion or form, however that's said. Mm-hmm. So for Vera's sister, Lucy, Lucia, whatever her hell, Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Because her whole issue was so over the damn top that it would just fit Selena Gomez and all her drama with Justin B- Bizzles. That's fair. And she dies first. What? I'm weak. So. Um, she, does. she just wants to see Selena Gomez shoot herself in the head. <laughs> that's what we're Yeah, yeah. Uh, this casting so, is very telling. So for Sandra, <laughs> I chose uh, Samara Weaving because I can't look at her and not see her lips removed from her face. Oh, yeah. She's the Margot Robbie looking yeah. one, too. Yeah. And she was in that movie with the, the wedding and the games. She's wearing the bandolier. Yeah, I know who she is, yeah. Oh, Ready yeah. Or not. I love her. I think she's very, I think she's really pretty. Yeah, she, she is. is. I think she's pretty. pretty she's bitch. so fucking pretty. And then the slob. Yeah. The slob I casted Tom Hardy because it just makes sense. It, Why? Tom Hardy's fucking huge. He's a big ass man. He is, but he's not like groped. I mean, because he could put a fat, fat suit on him too. You know, he's yeah. only I mean, five nine, I was right? Like, yeah, but he's big. He's big oh as shit. God. He can just be wild. big. Yeah, he's just wild like Batista, right? He's just big. He's just a big body. He can be, oh, gotcha. but normally he's not. But he just he plays uh, a lot of his like older work. Uh, yeah. I don't know, like if it was like the Viking or some shit or whatever. He's just fucking weird. Like the roles that he consider- did Bane. Yeah, like he's just fucking weird. So I mean, if okay. the slob is like this pus-filled ball of flesh that just happens to be a meat suit that can walk, I mean, I think in my mind, you know, he would he would play it really really well. And you I know, just hope he doesn't. And I mean, I we're, we're talking we're talking, you know, micro PP. So Ew. we just kind of. Oh yeah, he was in. Just, he did good in Venom though. Yeah, we just kind of roll with it. All right, okay. I mean, it is what it is. Okay, I'll go last. Aaron, uh, Daniel, the husband. I'm gonna go with Aaron Taylor Johnson. 
he just he's like he's so nice now he was just in bullet train he was tangerine i, I have him in my mind because we just did that for one of our episodes uh that's a fine man right that, i just feel like we need kick-ass, didn't he? yeah yeah oh yeah and i feel like we just we're gonna need something in that's this movie to man. anchor us to have some good and he <laughs> needs to be the good like that's he's fair. gonna be the light yeah that's so fair. that's him because and then also i just don't think he does Daniel deserved anything that happened to him and what he got. So I just want to feel and simp for Aaron Taylor Johnson. Vera, Vera, whatever. I kept thinking of Jessica Biel because I just remember her doing um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre when she was younger because she was also the mm-hmm. lost girl, uh, the last girl there. And then also her doing The Sinner being super crazy. I feel like you put those two characters together, you get Vera. Yeah, she she was good at Sinner. Yeah. Yes. I could, yeah, I could definitely see that. That's a good pick. Thank you. Thank you. No, I try. I try. Um, and she also has that, like, girl next door, but she's a little bit older now, so the character needs to be obviously mm-hmm. older. And she's pretty, but she's, I don't personally think she's like, oh, my God. I mean, Justin Timberlake thinks that, but mm-hmm. him and I obviously don't have the same taste. <laughs> but it's fine. She's good. She's good. She's good. I didn't cast the sister because I don't fucking care. I think you could take that out entirely. It doesn't even need to be in there. Sandra... I casted Megan Fox because she just reminded me of some crazy and I feel like you fuck up her face. Like there's got to be something else because it's just going to be her body. You just fuck up her face yeah. and her body. Okay. Yeah. I feel that. Okay. The slob, I n- immediately thought of the bug from Men in Black and that's Bro. Vincent D'Onofrio. He was good as the villain in the show. Yes. Yeah. And he does. He's played a lot of villains mm-hmm. and he's also now... Um, not only is he tall, but now he's a lot fatter. This is true. He is bigger mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's I'd older. Still, I'd still sit on his face. He could lisp. All yeah. The oh, too. yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's he's just one of those guys that's like always like Vince Vaughn to me also. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's conventionally attractive, but I'm like I would also sit on his face <laughs> for a while. Okay, so we got our we got our actors all lined up. They signed the contract. They're ready to go. Who is picking this up and what are we doing? Who's going to produce it? And are we doing a movie, a limited series? Is this an episode in an anthology? What do we got? Nisi? Well, I said I agree with um, A. She said Shutter will pick it up. Yeah, Shutter is in a lot of like, It doesn't, don't go to the movie theater or nothing. It's just going to be on Shutter. And like, that's it. That's the only place you can find it. Um, yeah. I agree with that. I think it's going to go straight I don't to think- streaming. Yeah, straight to streaming. And also Shudder is like their production quality has gotten a lot better. And I think they have the funds now to support a cast like this a little bit. Because none of our actors mm-hmm. on there, except for Woody Harrelson maybe, are like that big. They're not demanding huge salaries. So I think Shudder could, could probably do that. And you think it's going to be like a yeah. movie or a series or what? Um, they, a movie. That's it. Don't need, we don't need no dumb no promo. Movie. No more. You get an hour, 40 minutes tops. No. That's it. Get it done. Tops. Tops. Hour 20 for real. Yeah. 40 is like you got some flashbacks and shit going on. Hey, what do yeah. you do? Yeah. Uh, I said a movie, but I said is either Bloomhouse is going to pick it up because they do weird shit, a.k.a. Puka. Still my favorite thing they've ever done. Um, <laughs> or Shudder. Yeah. It'd be like a Shudder original. Doesn't uh, Bloomhouse and Shutter usually like do some stuff together every now and then. Sometimes, but it's usually Sometimes. on like like the streaming platforms. Okay. Uh, but okay. but Bloomhouse's movies have kind of been wishy washy lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think if they went like the Puka route and had that person mm-hmm. who wrote the screen 
the who did the the screen, whatever the fuck it's called. Screenplay. Yeah, for Puka. Yeah. I think it would be really just beautifully done. I agree with the Bloom House, the Shutter. Like I'm good with that. A movie, 120 minutes, 140, like an hour. No, not 120. An hour and 20 minutes, hour 40 minutes tops. But irrespective of who picks it up, Eli Roth is going to direct it because this shit's going to be wild. Yeah. And I think he's the only one that can think through that. So if you're not familiar with Eli Roth, he's like your hostile, green inferno, just those really fucking weird, disgusting. He loves body horror. Loves them. I think and, the Green Inferno was the best, the best uh, version of that because oh, that shit was wow. That shit was something else. Eli's got a, a vision for that. Mm. He's fucking weird, but he's got it. Okay, so we got our actors. We have uh, Bloomhouse is going to pick it up. Eli Roth's going to direct it. He says no more than an hour and twenty minutes. What scene has to fit in those hundred twenty minutes for it to be worth it? We'll start with you, A. Okay, so where uh, Sandra decides to take this dynamical shit that Vera has never seen, that that has to be in there because I yeah I, yeah 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 I yeah, lived yeah. I lived through the two girls one cup. I sat and I watched it, and my fascination with how that's humanly possible is still mind blowing. Not as gag worthy as it was, but uh, that and the pussy lips. Because it is the epitome of pussy lips. I need to see her with no lips and then to see the lips so that I, myself, can laugh and not mm. feel like a shitty person. Question on that now. Yeah. For thinking about the lines of where it goes from R to NC-17, that, I think, is going to bring us over that rating line, isn't it? Nope. Because there are nope. tons of rated R movies like Old Boy. Where you, where uh, Jaws Brolin and Old Girl are like doing their little dry hump and shit. And there's all sorts of nudity. I mean, so you see a vagina with some human lips on it. Oh, I mean, like you get a full on, full, not well, full frontal, but full like. It's kind of like a side, like it's like a side view from what I picked up in the book. Is it's kind of like, where do you think he put them, blah, blah, blah. And then she took her pants it. off to take a shit. And then she saw the lips type okay. thing i mean i i don't think it crossed nc-17 is like showgirls where like you see every or it's just porn on tv yeah but also in the gore side with the amount of blood that's shown as well and the gore also will push it over so the combination of everything i think we're just to bet safely i think we're going to be nc-17 yeah probably. okay so we got shit and pussy lips fantastic yeah. nisi i want to see unfortunately but i don't know Good. Just, just say it. We're say already it. judging. I want to see the dumb. I want to see the dumbbell scene. Just say it. I don't know why. I need to see the dumbbell scene where he hits her in the stomach, and she, because you know she's pregnant. That's crazy. Because I, I thought about that later on when I said that. I was like, damn. Yeah. I was fucked up. Because technically, you like, dang, you want to see a baby killed on TV? That's wild behavior. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. I agree with you. It is fucking disturbing. But if we're going to talk about just art here for a second, the whole point of this, right, is shock value. And I think right. like, everything that's in this book, if you're going to adapt it, that has to be there because that is like a pivotal uh, arc for her in, in respect to like she really this now she knows is like it's fucking bad and it's probably just going to get worse. Right. For her. Yeah. Second, though, just that shock value to show that I have an example. It's not as bad. But do you remember the first episode of The Walking Dead? Oh, yeah. And within the first yeah. five minutes, that Rick 
yeah. shoots a six-year-old point blank with a fucking revolver. Yeah, he, his bucks given were yep. like, nope. It was like, it looks dead. It's moaning at me. You know what? Bye-bye. Yeah. That's why Rick's, that's why Rick's <laughs> right. my spirit animal. Because his level is like, oh shit, it moaned. Shoot. He shoots yeah. first, ask questions later. Like, he's just, mm-hmm. he lives in a moral gray. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a beautiful place to be. And that for me mm-hmm. was... I actually remember that clear as day. I had just come up to the D.C. area for a job. It was Halloween of 2010 is when it launched. And I was freaking out because I was going to be in a hotel that night. And I didn't know if they had, we're going to have AMC, right? Or AMC. And I was like, oh, fuck. And they had it. So I was able to watch it. And I remember the first five minutes that I go, this shit is going to be real. He literally just (laughs) took this bitch out. Sick point she's in her little pajamas with her bunny slippers and she's holding a little stuffed animal she got a little robe on it's all pink and he just went poof mm-hmm. and said yep this is what they're doing with this show and i was on board so i think if you have that scene in this movie and i would say probably like make sure it's earlier on that's gonna make a movie like this for the for the audience that's gonna watch it right because there's gonna be people that don't know what they're getting into and they're not gonna like it that right there yeah i agree i want the scene where uh, she's in the barn chained up in that cage or whatever and then he brings in those bodies and she hears the music and then finds the walkman and then like this is her epiphany right like i want that because i want them to do it like in an 80s montage style Mm -hmm. maybe with like a mashup Mm -hmm. of like the new kids on the block and michael jackson like, I want that in there because that's going to give it that ridiculousness, that sort of campy comedy side of the horror. But also because that when A was reading it to me, I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, each song yeah. was like her, like, yeah, she was like, like this is my like, fight song. She was like, I'm going to do what Michael tells me. I'm going to beat I'm it. I'm beat like, it. What are we beating? What? Bro, it was so, I was like, that was mad random to put that in. I was like, why are we doing this? Well, I think in a movie, you can take, like, everything that's happening in that barn and sort of condense condense it down to six minutes and just have this straight 80s-style montage. And why I was thinking of this, because my husband was watching Scarface earlier, and there's literally, like, a 20-minute montage in that movie that I forgot about. And I remember, like, laying there, and I look over, I was like, fuck is that montage still going he's like yeah they got to get through a lot you got to understand that this is like the peak you know they hit the top and it's before everything hits the fan i'm like got it that's what this needs <laughs> all that shit that happens in the barn the the rape uh, and not to joke around by that but the sexual assault just the debauchery like what he's doing with the bodies um and how she's like getting all the teeth out and the bones do that montage style with michael jackson providing the beat Everyone's like, mm. it, cause it, okay. I mean, it's funny though. Like, if you were to watch it, because it'd be so random. Like, it wasn't yeah. the book. Like, so. And then in the book, he yeah, didn't even get it, it right. Mad. Like, I had to reread that part. I don't know if you remember me pausing. And I was like, yeah. what is this? And then I scanned down a little bit and I was like, what? And I'm sitting here trying to say how he wrote it. And I was like, this doesn't even make any sense. That's when I told you, I'm like, I'm not reading this shit. No. I was like, it's New Kids on the Block. And then I kind of did like a little, a little. Horrible singing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. So, it was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, I mean, you need that part of the story because it's relevant, but I don't want it to be dragged out. Like, I don't need more than like 11 minutes in that barn. 
So Yeah, that's true. It was super dragged out for like four fucking chapters, five chapters. Yeah. So we got our actors. They're all signed up for this movie that Eli Roth is going to direct. It's going to premiere on Shudder with all of our scenes. They're in the screenplay. Now the moment of truth. Are you going to watch it when it comes straight to streaming? Nisi? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely watching it for sure. I'm going to try to figure out how I can get the jank on DVD. <laughs> Why? Well, I can have it. You know how people just like... Oh, you're collecting like a trophy? Serial killer trophy? Yeah, like... Got it. Yeah. yeah. Nah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I do that. If I really like a book that I read on Kindle Unlimited, I'll buy it so I can put it on my shelf. I've done it a yeah, couple times. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a serial killer That's like trophy. people who have like... They're like, oh, I collect um, oddities... And they got like like ceramic shit. horses. Like why you got yeah? Why you got that? Like <laughs> why you got that? Because those little like remember it. the um I like the little the, chubby the baby things. Oh God! Remember those little porcelain. Oh yeah. The little cherubic oh, angels yeah. or whatever. Yes, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Those things are fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Nisi's like, fuck yeah, I'm in. I'm gonna find the DVD, and if they don't put on DVD, I'm gonna burn it on DVD. Got it. A. Yeah. I would, I would 100% watch it. I love all things horror, regardless of how bad it is. Like, I'm stoked for Cocaine Bear, because it's so fucking <laughs> ridiculous. And I don't even think it would be good, honestly. No. It'd probably be like Barbarian, which I spent more time laughing yeah. at and wheezing, because the I shit just Barbarian. made no damn sense. Like, they fall into this hole, and you got this saggy-ass thing, like, take my breast milk. <laughs> what? Bet, 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 <laughs> That movie was so ridiculous. It was just them in a hole trying to, to suck off to, to suck some breast milk until they could escape. It just made no damn sense. I love it was so weird. Every part of I, that movie. It was good. But it was good, but I was like, I'm No, it huh? wasn't good. It wasn't oh. good. <laughs> It wasn't no, good. it was good for what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the trolls from like 1980s. It's like the oh, trolls yes. of our generation. I don't know how else to explain it. It is so fucking ridiculous. All... And then what's his face coming on the the guy who owned the house and he's just oh, like yeah. measuring everything. I yelled so much at this movie. Yeah, I sat on the edge of the bed screaming at the TV, and my husband's like shut up I'm like you shut your fucking face <laughs> why is he going in there that's so stupid yeah like when... oh yeah that was me that was me because he was come on now that was some real dumb shit all of them all oh, of them stupid. stupid is when oh. we were watching it because we watched it on voodoo i just screamed if you can dodge if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball that was my whole mantra repeating repeating the dodgeball shit because that's all i saw him as that's all yeah. i could see him as was but he brought it fucking dodgeball and jeepers creepers like oh jeepers creepers yeah. i was waiting for his skin to get ripped off personally that never happened his though. uh his head got like ripped in half that was good yeah but it was only after like he pushed old girl off the damn water tower because she was all like pro let's trust the crazy white person who know yeah. like who has done nothing but make shit difficult yeah yeah Again, lot, but that was like, it had me on my edge of my seat for a minute because I was like, I knew this was going to be lost, the last girl trope. So I'm like, I'm with her, right? I'm with her the whole way. But then that scene, I was like, no. But then, you know, mama jumped off and was like, bleh, bleh, and caught her and then was still alive and had like crazy chimpanzee strength. 
so <laughs> I was I was for chimpanzee. <laughs> yeah, they're like chimpanzee strength, just like crazy, just crazy strength. I was gonna say something else, but it's that whole ending was wild. Here. I was just like, oh, remember the homo? We're, we're on the same the same wavelength. Yeah, <laughs> just I'm not gonna say it because yeah. I'm not gonna cancel. Yeah, we just we don't go there. <laughs> I feel like this movie is gonna be there with the human centipede a little bit, depending on what gets put in there and how far they go with it. I'm not saying I'm not gonna watch it because I really believe that if it does go to the theater, I will probably be sitting there next to A, mm-hmm. watching it. Or if it goes straight to streaming, probably going to trick Jackie into it and we will all sit in Discord and watch it. Yeah. 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 So either like at the end of the day, I'm going to watch it. I will probably say right out of the gate, I'll probably be like, no, that looks like it's really gross. I don't know. And then I'll be watching it a week later. I'm just being honest with myself. I think I'm going to do that to my husband now. Randomly put on human centipede so he can't run away from it so that I can listen to him dry <laughs> and yell at me because uh, because he can't stand the sounds. Let's review what we've learned. Uh, we learned a little bit about Splatterpunk and from the scenes that we picked. I think you can kind of start to get the idea of what that includes. A lot of violence, a lot of like really excessive. Um, it, it's, I think it's, graphic but it's a certain type of violence where like you could watch a slasher film but that's not the same type of violence that we're talking about this is like deliberate evil almost it's gratuitous torture yeah like this a different level of gory so there's that okay moral of the story there is do not eat while you're reading this it's not that before bad. you start don't it's not that uh-uh, bad. no hold don't, on don't, there was one part there was one part there was one part where I went to go put some bread in my mouth and I had to spit it out because you know bread it's not that it's not that bad. Soft. It's really not it that bad. If you if bad. you have made it through can, the old school slasher films and like no, even some the of same. the newer stuff, it's, it's not, not that it's really not that bad. You can Listen. eat you can, I had a full stomach while I was reading it to you. I did perfectly fine. If you are a well, true horror yeah. fan, this will not bother you. At all, it might make you cringe a little bit because it is it is rather violent. I'm saying it's different. It's like that's, that's like you say the films, but like that's what I'm saying. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's different when it's on the Mm-mm. TV. We're not all as numb. It's different right. when it's on the TV. I yeah. am not numb. Oh, yeah, I can. We're not as numb as I. That's I'm true. I'm not numb. That's true. I just it's horror. And I not weak stomach, but we are average stomach. What? Where? When A was oh, finishing. Oh, yeah, because I'm not weak stomach, but yeah. No, I'm not weak stomach either, but there was a part last night when we were finishing the book, I had this feeling where I felt it like right at my collarbone. <laughs> I was like, there's something there where if I turn the wrong way, it's going to come out. Like, that's it's what not, it felt like. The book is not that bad. It's just, it's gory. Yes, it's gross. Yes. But if you are an avid horror fan, it's really not going to bother you. It was the sex scene that got me. Yeah. I was, <laughs> that's what got me. Those were yeah, just that was super nasty. gross. She started talking about pussy. <laughs> yeah. Nasty. It's nasty. Not, it's not that bad. There's, listen, there's so much. I felt so bad for her. I was like, homie can't even move. God dang. Ew. Oh, I just thought, okay. I just thought about one of those scenes and the feeling in my collarbone. Oh, yeah, when he was rubbing one out or trying to like get himself hard and it did. <laughs> No, remember where she was like, like, exploded? No, no, like where she's like, I think he's done. 
but then it was like it was coming out of oh where he was fucking her so goddamn hard he threw up on her yeah But it was Yo, good. It's not and that bad. He was, like, he was like, I could feel it in the open, the, the little opening of her knee and her nose. It's above the collarbone now. It was not. It's not that bad. Y'all are so tender stomach. It's here. It's in the base of my throat now. I thought she would have been more nauseous with the random boils popping all over her vajayjay. Yeah, that was nasty, bro. I was like, he got You're like so sensitive stomach. Oh my SCDs. god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that the bad. It's nasty. not that bad. Oh my god. I was laughing. Then it was the mixture. Uh, it was the mixture of the body fluids. That's a uh, lot of body like, fluids. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because like I've watched everything that it just doesn't bother me. Yeah. But I, just the I amount of like stuff mm-hmm. that ended up in the mouth that should not ever go in one person's oh, mouth. Oh yeah, he she was getting that, waterboarded with the puke. That was great. It's not that bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so splatterpunk is that. Splatterpunk means that you get it you're gonna have chunks in your throat. No, you're gonna you're feel not. it at some point. No, <laughs> No, you're not. If you you have a really weak stomach, you're going to struggle. But if you have a stomach of iron, you're going to be just fine. You're probably going to be laughing at some of the stuff like I was. Oh, yeah. You're definitely going to laugh for sure. Because I think that's just the human reaction to like, this really can't be fucking happening. Yeah. It's like that. (laughs) It's just, it's so ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. Some of the scenes. It was just the whole. It might just be a nervous laugh, but you're going to (laughs) laugh. I don't know. I definitely would not listen to it on audiobook. Wait, did you listen to it on audiobook? The voice is so bad. Don't be like me. Where it's okay. just like it's just like this. And then it popped and spread all over me. And I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie, A reading it to me and having the Bama come out, that it helped. <laughs> it helped with it because I was like, oh, because I'm going to be honest, all right? So anyone that has a little bit of Bama in you, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm sorry. I love you if you're listening. But this type of story feels like it should have that Bama-ish. Last girl trope in this book. So you got that single standing heroine, however she got there. I, I don't know if this really was like a climactic last girl or if it was just happenstance. I don't it, I weird. think it was happenstance. It was stupid. Like, even after she escaped, yeah. like, let's yeah. not go to yeah. the hospital or anything because, you know, our face is smashed Yo, in. that was right? so crazy to me. Like, homie went straight to the house. Yeah, she was like, I miss me some Daniel. <sighs> and she was gone for, like, a month, right? Yeah, she was gone for a few weeks. And then she's yeah. just like, she's like, well, you know, if what he, I hope that he can grow to love my new face, bitch. If you don't take your dumb ass to the damn hospital after you done been thrown up on, all up in your wounds, had pus, had oh, pus shoved God. all up in your body, you put dead people's teeth all up in your vajayjay and a bone, honey. Oh, take your nasty ass <laughs> to the hospital. You said and the bone. <laughs> Cause like when she when the author wrote it describing his little pee pee being like fucking flapping Ugh. in the wind like she flags, I started laughing. The, t- the, the <laughs> things on the end of the bike and the bike handles, yeah, the little tassels. Yeah, the- <laughs> I 
couldn't do it. Okay, it was so fucking ridiculous at that point. Cause like, how is he not bleeding out? First of all, that I mean, it's just so hard to suspend belief. Like, hi, my dick's flapping like bicycle tassels, but I'm still gonna be chasing that ass after I had a bone shoved up my vajayjay and was chained to a fucking leash for however long. But I can also, still move. Also, when he lost his eye, yeah, he lost like he lost his eyeball. He had his PP shredded. She done shoved a bone up her damn JJ and was getting fucked all up in her. And that's the shit that don't make no damn sense. It, I just. It don't. Like, how I, don't, do you... I don't even think we would have made it that far because I asked the same question. Like, how did she not die of an infection? Exactly. That's what I was saying. Like, he is literally like up chucking <laughs> TYG While I was reading it. all up in her face holes. All up over her fucking cuts and wounds, and she's shoving dead people's First teeth all, up her vajayjay. I mean, girl, if you ain't got a yeast infection from Satan, I don't know what the fuck is wrong homie with you. Homie should have been dead from a long time ago because yeah. my dude beat her with a fucking dumbbell. And the amount of time that he hit her ass in the head, come on. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why she didn't go. Like, yet. she's just dumb now. Like, she's got... I mean, she was dumb. You can't get dumber. She was dumb from the get-go. Yeah, But true. now she's got TBIs. She, she got more than TBIs. She's she talking about... TBIs, STIs, like... Yeah, she's talking about Daniel and me are intimate. How I wouldn't be intimate with y'all ass either. You probably oh, still God, got no. teeth shoved up there somewhere. Oh, my God. Ooh. And Ooh. I feel like... <laughs> okay, we're just gonna throw this out there. Last girl trope. Last girl says she she survives, and then there's a sequel because at the end of the book we find out that she is pregnant. I just okay. I know the body can withstand a lot, but let's say she she didn't die of an infection. Let's say some of the wounds healed. I feel like the series of events that happened to unpregnate her. Her shit not supposed to be working. Yeah, like I don't think it's happening again. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just I how like he beat her with a dumbbell. I, I, I know I'm 38, almost 39. Wait, am I 38? Yeah, I'm 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 38, almost. I don't know my own age most days. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that you can't vacuum out and reach up in there unless like you're fully dilated. So like, did he just like punch the cervix? So and be, like, remember the bone, open? So the bone, and then I think the bone like. I think her cervix was shredded. Like, if we're going to look at this realistically, I think when he was doing the, the shit with the bone, cut, 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 and then with the, the dumbbell, like, yeah, I think it was forced. And then the it. vacuum. Yeah. The vacuum. I just laugh. Like, my new vacuum, vacuum that shit out. I and it's like, not just a vacuum. Right? It's a steam cleaner, so boiling water is shooting yeah. in. That shit is donezo. Yeah, this... Yeah, it, I don't know. I just think it was great where she was like, you know what? Today I'm gonna I'm gonna ravish or revel in my own vaginal juices, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this cannibalism like a fucking pro. So he stopped beating me in my damn face, ho. You should have just cleaned the motherfucking carpet with the dead body limbs and shit, looking like a damn bear rug from the get go. He probably would have been like, this bitch is too crazy for me. Let me let her go home. <laughs> that's what you do when you meet crazy you just it's like when you go to prison you got to find the biggest fucker in there walk straight up to them and punch him in the face because you have <laughs> to establish dominance immediately right and you, it needs to be the right. same level of dominance and this is a playing field of crazy so you got to come in there with i am crazy no. But I don't. I wouldn't even make. I wouldn't even been at the front door. Mm-mm-mm. I wouldn't even been at the front door. That's what I was gonna really say. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even have been there. I'd look like it's a half day for me.
You guys got anything else to say about it? I don't know. I personally think that you should definitely give the book a read. I think you should educate yourself on splatterpunk first. Yeah. And on the subgenres mm-hmm. of horror. Because I think that's where book talk is failing a lot of people. Is they're like, yeah. oh... Oh, just fuck her in the eyeball. And then there's no context behind it. And then everybody's like, oh, let me read yeah. this. And then it's it's categorized yeah. wrong, which is why I rated it the way that I did. Yeah. If it was rated as splatterpunk, I would have been like, it's still one or two stars because that shit didn't make no damn sense. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but you have these big book talkers or these big influencers with no true education. Well, I won't say true education. Fuck it. No, with no education in splatterpunk or the horror or horror or horror subgenres that are sending these flocks of people to read these books for shock value when yeah. the book isn't wrong. There's nothing wrong with the book. But because you don't understand what you're reading or the genre that you're getting into, you're kind of just review bombing. Which doesn't make any damn sense. And sure, you know, you're padding the author's pocket, which is great. Because one, the book ain't damn free. So, you know, take take my 70% for $4. -hmm. But you're you're bombing these things. And to be uh, a Splatterpunk awarded author is is a pretty big deal. You know, three times. Yeah. So it's actually he's been four times to the words. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if you see these 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 out of context clips, a lot of them are splatterpunk. So mm-hmm. just take the time, educate yourself on what the actual genre is, what the horror genre is, because horror erotica is not yeah. what Eight Day Salvation is, right? Yeah. Horror yeah. like splatterpunk is not traditional horror. Mm-hmm. Torture porn is not splatterpunk. Yeah. So you know, just take the time and educate yourself on horror and the subgenres of horror before you decide to give this book a read. And, and also it. understand that just because it has graphic sexual content in it does not mean it falls anywhere under romance. That yes, is not I a criteria for romance. Yeah, that's so crazy to me. Because yeah. so, this has strong sexual yeah. equate. So yeah, because they sex, they equate so. sex to romance, and that's <laughs> yeah. or they yeah. smut to romance, and that's that's not. Yeah, smut to romance. Because yeah. you can have erotica that is not romance. Because romance, every right. genre in literature has some sense of rules yep. they don't have to be hard and fast but like even we, we say splatterpunk doesn't have any rules it really doesn't but it doesn't when you're writing it but the context of it there are still literary rule markers per se mm-hmm. which is what's gonna no what's gonna separate it from other subgenres. oh it's just it's just random violence it's just violent it's violent right but what i'm court. saying is like oh. this the spot like the the Violence that's in this is gonna it's it's different than um what's a violent book I just read? Clown in the Cornfield's pretty violent. I didn't personally like it, but and that's horror. Okay. Yeah, so there's there's like you have like serial killer where they're mm-hmm. we're going graphic detail on what they're doing. That's not necessarily splatterpunk either. Yeah. On, it, it's it, you gotta look at it from the context. But then also the lines do gray and thin a little bit between yeah. there. There's a big jump between dark romance yeah and splatter punk. yeah 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 yeah. so yeah 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 very very large yeah so <laughs> i i personally job. think you know if you if you're a fan of horror i think you should give it a go it might not even be up your alley it might be too graphic for you you might have some of the same concerns that were brought up before with just how it played out and the fact that suspending belief was really difficult 
but I think I think other than that, you know, it wasn't a horrible book. It wasn't the greatest thing I've read. It's definitely no Janine P, that's for sure. But I think if you're going to give it a go, give it a go. But don't review bomb it. Just take the time and educate yeah. yourself on what Splatterpunk is and look at it from that lens versus this is gross. One star. Okay. Ho. Great. Yeah. But why? <laughs> so we, Jackie and I, I think we did um, Baby and the Late Night Howlers last week and we were going through some of the reviews and some of the one stars were like, one star, Omega versus weird and cringy. And it's like, you are, what? you are rating the genre, yeah. not the book and see I that book like, is fucking adorable i didn't like baby in the late night howlers that I book is it was fucking adorable i thought it was the worst in the series million I the uh lola in the millionaires fantastic sweet alpha or alpha whatever the hell it is sweet alpha yeah i thought that was yeah okay kind of sort of you know she was crazy which is yeah. probably why i liked it a lot because the whole girl was just murderous for no reason but yeah that's it's just there's there's no you know writing subjective it's Reviews are the yeah. same as literary agents. Some are gatekeeped, yeah. some are bombed. But just with with horror, just take the time and educate yourself. Like and learn what your limits are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I always feel like I always feel like if you know what your triggers are and you, if the book has triggers, yeah, like um, most of them nowadays they do yeah. read the triggers. If you like, all right, I can handle that. This is a crazy episode. This is weird. This is a lot different than uh, what we've been doing so far, but this is kind of fun. I believe um, Twitter requested for some follow-on episodes on tropes that they feel should get some more love or genres, and some of that was the monster, the monster fuckers. There's so a whole might... bunch of books, whole bunch of... Girl, let me see. I will send you my library. There is a whole... I mean, a whole world of weirdity in there. Mm. So we're we're gonna try it. We're gonna do um, some of the gateway, that paranormal. That's gonna be like your werewolf shifter, your vampire. I call those the gateway monster fuckers. Is it still <laughs> under gateway. like paranormal, not necessarily monster fucker or you know monster romance? Um, it's when we get into the like Loch Ness monster and the orcs, you know, and then. The dragons and... read Lillian Lart. Oh, yeah, yeah, like you don't even have to do Gateway, just jump right into her. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling I mean, you, we, we had the I feel like the Omega verse by doing baby was kind of like your little no, no, not monster. That was like your little bit intro into the Omega verse. It's just so fucking. Oh, weird. that's no, that shit is so tame. Like, mil, oh, yeah, like, like, like the millionaires and like all oh, did yeah. you read the lavender and lightning shit? Not yet, not yet. I hate you anyway. I wasn't in the mood because I, I learned that there was like, they they have, I can't, I'm not ready for the male Omegas yet. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. This male Omega is not what you think. He's like this buff ass, like steroid taking bodybuilder. And he's a fucking cunt. It's greatest thing ever. Okay. Uh, so, no, so. I know uh, my limits. There we go. The slob, Aaron Beauregard. Uh, it's. It's fucking gross. I mean, the title, Slob. Um, this is categorized under that splatterpunk. It's very, very violent, very graphic. Give it a try. Do your research. The coming weeks, we're going to be doing some uh, monster smut stuff. Trying, like, getting into the weirdy stuff. We're going to try. Uh, so keep an eye out on social media. We'll, we'll post it. Um, don't forget, like, follow, share. Do all that, that crazy stuff if you like this. 
And thank you to A and Nisi for joining me today. Specifically Nisi for forcing us to do this. It's been a pleasure. It's been so much fun. Hey, remember that time where he threw up on her while he was smashing her at the same time? Remember all them juices? I I mean, I just had a... Ew. All right, everybody. You know what? Stay gross. We're out. Bye.